Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Since 1998, Stamps.com has been one indispensable tool for nearly one million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. Within minutes, you're up and running, printing office postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send it. And you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping with Stamps.com's new Rate Advisor tool. You can compare shipping rates and times to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk. And with my promo code POD, which is P-O-D, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in POD, which is P-O-D. That's Stamps.com, promo code P-O-D. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. Happy Friday. One of the best days of the week is here. It is Friday. We have officially, officially made it. I'm so grateful. So happy for another Friday. And listen, for all those who are like, oh my gosh, we're not supposed to live till Friday. I'm not necessarily living for Friday, right? I'm living all week long. But when Friday comes, it's something about that accomplishment of just getting through. And listen, let me tell you something. I get it. You know, we should do better. We should want more. I want more. I'm doing better. I'm getting all the things. But Friday just brings a sense of relief that no matter what the week has looked like, you have finally made it. So don't let anybody tell you that you can't be excited for Fridays because we're supposed to be evolving. I am yet evolving every single day, every single moment. And yet Fridays are still chill and still happy for me. So I'm excited for Fridays. Plus Fridays is when we get together, right? We get together, we have our episode, we have our little talks and I don't want to say little talks, but we have our talks and it's amazing. So I'm super glad, super glad, super glad to be here on this amazing Friday. Um, If this is your first time, welcome. My name is Toy of uh, Conversations with Toy. I'm also a blogger of Toy Time Blog. My mom wanted to have my name be special. So my technical name is LaToy, spelled L-A-T-O-I. But my um, information is Toy of Conversations with Toy. I almost forgot the name of my own show. And as a blogger, it's Toy Time. So that's T-O-I-T-I-M-E, blog, B-L-O-G. And I am happy to be here with you. If this is your first time, I want you to go ahead 
get comfortable make sure you grab your favorite drink on Fridays we sip wine I will be having a beautiful red wine today because I feel like I've earned that wine I don't necessarily want to get into the whole earning of wine, but I really do feel like I've earned my wine this week. So I'm going to have a beautiful glass of red wine. I hope that if you are getting comfortable, that you get as comfortable as possible. But if you're on the treadmill and you're working out or you're out and about, you're listening in your car, wherever you are listening, I send all the good and positive vibes your way because we need so many of them. So many negativity is always around us. I want to push you to your greatest extent. And I hope that this episode and like all the episodes are finding you in good spirits and that you have had the good, uh, you know, an amazing week. And if you haven't, oh my gosh, there's so many weeks where, you know, that just does not happen. I pray that your reset for next week is going to be so beautiful and so amazing. Um, I always believe in a reset. I reset almost every single day, every week, every month, every year. And I want you to take that spirit of reset with you. You know, starting over after you've had a bad moment, starting over after you've had a bad day is super and super important. Today's topic is going to be of a serious nature. We're going to be talking about women's safety um, and how we can do better. And what are the things that we can do to try to ensure women's safety? And as a woman, to my ladies, we know this better than anyone out here. Our safety is always in jeopardy and it's really crazy the things that we now have to do in order for us to get back to our destination safely because one, domestic violence is real. Um, we're not necessarily going to talk about domestic violence, but I can touch on it. It is very much real. Um, and just our safety when we're out and about. COVID has not changed. People have actually gotten worse as far as their behaviors, their mentality, uh, whatever it is that they have going on has gotten quite worse. And the safety concerns that I've been seeing just in this week, I'm going to talk about that. But let's talk about how the week went for myself. This was a very, very, very busy week. I say that every week because, you know, as life has opened back up, I've been invited to more media events because of the blog and and I'll, and very much safe, like very much safe. Like sometimes I take off my mask for the photo, but that mask goes back on. I do not play. I have three children I have to come home to and there's no blog um, event, no media event worth my safety or worth or worth their safety. I should honestly say I put myself, I put them above me any day. So it's been a busy week so there's been a lot of events i think i've had an event no i don't even think i've had an event every day this week there's not been one day that i have not had um an event that's real that's just how it's been all week and i've had events sometimes two times in a day so it's been a busy week so how will i rest this weekend i plan to do very minimal things on saturday very minimal and I plan to relax. I plan to make sure that I don't have any house chores to do. I plan to make sure that I'm going to get it all done today because I don't want to have to have that responsibility. I have some running around with the kids on Sunday and on Saturday we rest. I don't want to go anywhere and do too much. And that's what it's going to be. So that is the week for me, the blog. I have blogged every single day. So I've been blogging now seven days straight today. Actually, today's actually eight. So eight days straight. And it is a lot to do, but I absolutely love it. 
if this is you know you may not have known as a blogger i've actually been blogging starting next month november has been seven years when i think about those first baby blogs as i like to call them that means my first ones that didn't make sense may not have been correct probably or most likely not formatted correctly i am in, in the process of going back and going back and reformatting everything but i have over I have over maybe 13, 1400 blogs that I've done in seven years. It may even be higher than that. It's going to take me some time. So every day, for the most part, I've been trying to do at least 10 blogs a day to go back and format. So if you're seeing the formats change, especially on the new blogs, yes, that is happening. I'm reformatting them so that they meet SEO and they get all of the you know credits that they need to get for Google. But yes, that is what's happening. But let's talk about safety. It was reported that this week, a woman in Washington, D.C. was staying at a Cambria hotel. And she checked in, I want to say about 10, 1030 at night, maybe even late as 11 o'clock. So as she got into the shower, she said she was in the shower about 1 a.m. And a man with dreads, uh, jean, jean pants, a shirt, violently was trying to uh, get into her room he actually had an actual hotel key this is not the first story where someone has had a hotel key if you're not familiar especially if you've never traveled alone now i do quite i do travel uh quite a lot um by myself because you know when life was opened i would go to conferences for my blog i would be invited to uh events for media and different companies would invite me for company trips it's not uncommon for me to go to a hotel without my family, without my husband, checking in and doing all the things. So if you're not familiar with this process of where you're at a hotel and basically people who work at the hotel are working with other people who may be possibly, allegedly, um, sex traffickers or just trafficking because you can traffic for different reasons. They have people that are working in hotels who watch when women come into the hotels and they're checking in by themselves. And then they basically work with the people who work there and they get access to the hotel by getting a key. And then they're, uh, get into your room and then, you know, God knows it goes left. You know, they don't even have to do anything to you violently right off the bat. They can make sure that they subdue you some way, take you out in a bin or something. No one would ever see you. And I say that not to scare you. So if this is the first time you're hearing about it and you're like, oh my gosh, I thought the same way. Oh my gosh, because it's real. Another way for a woman to, again, have to, you know, step up her game and to pay attention to her surroundings even more, especially when you're traveling um, by yourself. I'm going to give you a couple of rules that I do when I travel and some things that I feel like will help as a person who does travel by herself so that we can find a way to keep us safe. It's always us having to keep ourselves safe. And it's very annoying, but very real. Um, it's bad enough. You can't even give a guy, you know, back in the day, I used to have a alias, right? My alias's name was Natasha. Natasha could do no wrong. Natasha was out here in these streets. Natasha was doing her thing. Natasha was just out here letting, you know, she was just doing her thing. And so when I would go to a club, I'd be hanging out with my girls or whatever by myself or however the case Somebody would ask me my name and I say, Natasha. Now, I actually feel like that's my alter ego, sort of, kind of. And I feel like that's like my little, you know, character, like Sasha Fierce for Beyonce, right? So Natasha would give out fake numbers. Natasha never gave out her real number because Natasha was not really trying to talk to people. And it just, it is what it is. This is before you could go and block a number, right? 
but the increased amount of people or men i should say who are out here doing damage because their ego cannot take a rejection is out of pocket there are men that are out here killing women because they say no there are men who are physically attacking women because they say no um we already are dealing with date rape and all the and all those other aspects of just going out and just being normal you know the one an, an interesting thing is you know, for the most part, if a man wanted to go out, you know, and let's say do a jog, they're not thinking, oh, I should jog in between this time and that time because I know if I go out, I'm more susceptible to getting attacked, raped, or any of those things. Now, don't try to use and twist my words. I am not saying that those things don't happen to men because we know that it does. What I am saying is women can't do just about a lot of things without having to compensate and overthink about what time they're doing it where they're going who they're going with because our safety is always in jeopardy that's facts so i want us to think smart about what we do because we live in a world that don't care about what it is that we as women are out here doing and so we have to think twice um i have a very good code with there's a one of my friends her name is l we go to a lot of the different media events she mostly drives because she lives out further and i should be driving more often but to be honest with you i'm blessed that i have my husband or i'll get an uber and i'll just get in my car and you know or i'll get driven there and my rule with her is that if we're there i will go with her make sure she gets to her car so we walk in numbers and then sometimes she'll give me a ride or she can just wait for me to get my Uber, whatever the case may be. But we have a system in place because I don't want her or any of my um, friends to be walking the streets of any city, not just Philadelphia, and not have some type of a buddy system in place. Again, it's not that the buddy system prevents it. It's just that a buddy system allows for you know, eyes on the ground, safety to be ensured. And again, when you're walking with another person, the sense of confidence that you have or the sense of ease for, for the most part that you have with another person is very paramount and you need that. So back to the hotel, the woman says that the guy was violently trying to get into her door. He had an actual key. This is not uncommon. So ladies, I hope that when you are traveling, one of the first things that you do after you check your room, you should always go in. Your door should, for the most part, automatically lock. If it doesn't, please do yourself a justice to lock your door immediately when you go into a hotel room. You should do the same thing when you're with your family, but more specifically when you're by yourself. So you go into your hotel room, you're locking your door, you're checking because, you know, we got COVID. So I am the bring the Lysol one. I am the one that says bring the Lysol wipes. Um... And anything you can to disinfect your room because, you know, you want safety to be a paramount. Pulling back your sheets because you want to check for bed bugs. Um, I've been to one hotel. There was like blood on the mattress. Let me tell you something. Nothing irks me more than a, a raggedy, nasty hotel. Again, I don't expect them to be as pristine as maybe my house would be if, I, you know, when I go and do my deep cleaning. I don't expect that. But I cannot be in an environment where it's just shown enough dirty, right? So yes, check your room, check for cleanliness, pull back the uh, sheets to see how the mattress looks. If there's a double mattress, pull the mattress up so you get a good look at all of those things. Spray everything down, all of the things way before you start to begin to unpack anything that you've brought. Another thing that you should uh, try to get, you really honestly need to get a door stopper. There are travel door stoppers that you place in your door. You can also put certain travel ones on your window. And you might be saying, what is that for? A lot of them come with an alarm. So the one that I actually am getting, because 
I'm going to be traveling next week by myself. I am getting one that has an alarm on the stopper. So you push it in after you've been in, you're, you're in for the moment or the day. You put it in and then basically if someone tried to get past that, that's after you've secured the hotel doors and you've put that extra flap on there, people don't realize how important that extra flap to the door is. They have them there for a reason. Nobody who works in um, housekeeping or anything should be coming to your room, which is the story that the young lady received was that um, the cleaning housekeeping was coming to her room to clean. Uh, first of all, no one should be coming into your room unannounced at any given point that you did not already have in there that wasn't already supposed to be in there. Um, housekeeping don't even come to your room nowadays with COVID because of COVID. So they won't even come into your room. They'll tell you, they'll bring something to you. They'll come to your door and give it to you, but they are not coming into your room for the most part. So I find that at one o'clock in the morning, some man um, who is violently trying to get into the hotel, I honestly cannot even fathom that that story has any truth to it outside of some sort of trafficking. So of course she was able to stop the attack or stop, stop him from coming in because she had the flap to the door. I say, yes, put the flap to the door. And then my other thing is get the door stops. So they're sold on Amazon. You can get them from all different places. If you're not an Amazon shopper, you're like, hey, I'm not giving Amazon my extra coin. Okay, that's completely fine. Go ahead and look online. There are other several places that you can get them. They have different kinds of door stoppers that are extra for you to place on there. They come with alarms. Some of them don't come with alarms. They just come with almost like a deadbolt situation where there is no one coming into that room. You can place some on the window as well as the door. Even if you're traveling with your family, it's not just traveling alone. It's just that it's heightened a little bit more. Get the door stopper, get the window stoppers, get all of those things because you have to be safe. I am going away next week. Um, although be it, it's overnight. You can best believe I'm coming with all of the stoppers. I'm coming with all of the things so that I can make sure that I'm completely safe because again, people see and they watch you. You think you're nobody's paying no attention. They are. One thing I would also suggest if you are going out of town and you are by yourself I travel and I take solo trips very purposely because I love to be by myself. I love to get away from uh, my family, um, not because I don't love them, because everybody deserves that break. And in that break, I like to do all of the things that I liked and I enjoy. One of my rules when I travel by myself is to limit your alcohol intake. If you go on my Instagram, you obviously see I am a wine drinker. I love um, drinking cocktails. I think they're amazing. They taste great. All of those things are very true. But one thing that I don't do when I travel by myself is I actually limit the alcohol that I drink. Because when you drink and somebody is watching you and you've been drinking a little too much, your defenses are down. Everybody should know that, right? Don't drink as much when you're by yourself. I know we take girls trips and as girls trips, we do these things. These are happening in hotels where there's been more than one person. So there was another hotel, I believe in Florida, because you know how Florida is Florida be Florida. And they do the most. And so there was a group of young ladies who the gender, there was four or three or four gentlemen that had again, access to the key miraculously, just a Christmas miracle that this hotel key that matched their room floated from the earth and gave it to them. And they had access to their room. And I'm not sure if they actually got into the room or they were close to getting into the room, but they had uh, sheets. They had like one of those, um, the uh, hotel housekeeping bins where you put all the towels and things. And I don't doubt that they were going to try to put at least one or if not all of those women in that uh, contraption to wheel them out of that hotel room so nobody would be able to see them. 
this is happening even with the group so listen ladies i know how we all like to get around and kiki with our girls we're on our girls trips we're drinking we're having a good time because we're catching up and we're doing all of the things but i need us to find some sort of plan that will keep us alert we can't have everybody raggedy right we can't have everybody in the group drinking we gotta have somebody paying attention take turns or whatever the case may be but you have to limit your alcohol intake when you're out and when you're traveling and especially when you're by yourself because again your defenses are going to be down two stop telling everybody where you're from like oh where are you from are you traveling out of state no i'm here i live here i'm just taking whatever like don't tell everybody all your business i know sometimes we key heat up with people at the bar we go to different events and we start key keying up stop over telling people stuff right you don't know who's who is where i went to arizona a couple of years ago by myself there was a guy at the bar matter of fact he when i came in i peeped him you know my husband you know i'm from lancaster a small city i would say that my ability or my cognitive mindset of thinking about safety was at a high all-time low right all-time low i wasn't aware wasn't paying attention to my surroundings child moved to philadelphia and my philly girl had to kick in because you have to be alert you have to watch the room you have to see who's seeing you so as i came into my own hotel this was like, I want to say three years ago, I saw a guy who was at the bar. The bar was kind of adjacent. You can kind of see the bar from the check-in. So I saw him checking me out. I'm seeing him. I'm peeping the room, checking it out as I go to the counter so that I can give my information, check in, do all the things. I get to my room. I go downstairs and my goal was to get a glass of wine and take it upstairs with me because I had checked in. It was quite late. Um, Arizona is not around the corner from Philadelphia. So, you know, the time adjustment was a little off. So I was going to get a glass of red wine, go to my room and relax. I was not drinking it at the bar. I was going to get it and bring it back to the room. As I get to the bar, the guy says to me, I watched you when you come in and I'm definitely telling you, you're going to go home with me. Okay. Now that could have been him shooting his shot, right? He didn't know if I was married or not because he, at that time, I think he was drunk to be, he was sort of kind of a little, I don't know. He may not have been drunk, but he was definitely almost there. He says, but you're going to go home with me tonight. So I ignored him, got, went to the bar. I ordered my drink. As I'm leaving, he grabs my arm. He says, didn't you hear me? I'm um, taking you home. So the guy at the bar peeped it, told him to back off. I leave. Do you not realize that by the time I got back to my room and checked my peephole outside of the room, I saw him walk in the hallways. So obviously he had gotten away from that guy and then decided to figure out which room that I was in. Luckily, he didn't even look really like he was walking aimlessly, like he was just looking around. And I guess he didn't have enough guts to kind of knock on the door and say, hey, I'm looking for this girl that I met at the bar or whatever the case may be. But that's how serious it is. And that's how quick it is. But because I'd already peeped game, I already seen him. I already understood he wasn't where he needed to be as far as, you know, maybe he had been drinking too much or he was just doing that to play it off. You know, people do the most. Whatever it is, you have to be on guard. You have to watch and be aware of those that are around you. Stop walking around aimlessly thinking that life is just life and nothing is wrong. Nothing bad ever happens and that everything is good. So when I travel, I do not drink as heavily as I would if I was in, you know, wherever I was at the next tip that I would give if you were traveling by yourself ladies stay off that cell phone I do not now listen I love checking in at places because for the blog it's like hey I'm here I'm gonna be doing this blog but you know and this is where I'm at and this is gonna be a good time or this is a great restaurant that I'm at and the blog will follow 
I, even in my own hometown, will not check into a place until I am about to leave or after I've already left the place. So people will be like, oh, you had a late dinner. I'm already home. I'm already home and I've checked in just because to give the blog an update, but I am not in real time checking in. When you are away, when you are traveling, stop checking in to different places. One, you alert people back home that you're not at home, especially if you live by yourself. That's number one. Number two, if somebody, for whatever reason, is listening to your conversation, hears your name or whatever the case may be, people will go look on social media, see where you're checking in, and then start to follow where you are. I know that sounds like some type of paranoia, but you have to be safe, right? Third tip, stay off the cell phones. Listen, I tell my kids all the time, I get paid to be on my phone. That's just the straight up truth. I get paid to be on my phone because... On my phone, on social media is where all the things are and I'm getting paid to be on there. There's just no way of getting around it. I wish there would be a different way, but it's not. So I am on my phone quite often. However, when I travel by myself, when I even when I'm in the city and I'm just going to an event and initially I'm always going initially by myself, I would say for the most part, I am not on my phone. I am off of my phone because I need to be alert. I cannot tell you how many times we've heard stories. Matter of fact, there was a story here in Philadelphia. There was a serial rapist. I don't even know if they caught him. And I pray to God that they have because the amount of terror that he is creating here in the city doesn't make any sense. So there was a young lady walking by herself um, in a very semi lit area. The guy jumps out from like a parking garage. She was walking past the parking garage. She was on her phone, FaceTiming her friends. That sounds like a great idea, right? You're FaceTiming your friends. They see you. You see them. You're walking the streets. He basically came up from behind her. The great thing about that, although it was horrible, was that we were able to see a glimpse of his face because now with the mask mandates, people can now use their mask like they would any other time. And now they're, you know, kind of like in disguise. You don't know who's what. So he came from behind her, grabbed her, began to drug, drag her into the parking garage the beautiful thing was that she was on her phone he saw that he was on her phone so he i think he let her go or ran away that's one part of it but being on your cell phone and being distracted of any sort of distraction is a huge no-no when you are traveling alone you need to have your phone what i like to do is my husband has like helped me with that is keep my cell phone on speaker put it in my purse face up so the person can hear me talking but the people outside of me don't see me on my phone I can stay alert. I can watch where I'm walking. I can see who I'm passing by, get the vibe of whoever I'm walking past so you can be alert. Or if I don't need to necessarily be on my phone, stay off the phone. This is not a time to walk and check your Facebook. This is not a time to see how many likes you have on Instagram. This is not a time to start tweeting when you're walking. This is a time to keep your phone placed in a bag. You don't need to be on it because the distractions are real. Stay off of your cell phone when you're walking um, because one you are a target one if somebody wanted to take your cell phone you now they now know what phone you have or that you have one it's easy to target and then two you don't want anyone to just mistake that oh she's distracted I can get her um, and that's just the reality so when I go out when I'm out and about I do use my phone obviously to take pictures when I'm at um, like let's say I went to Arizona and I was at the zoo so of course I'm taking pictures of the animals and things of that sort that's you know and still paying attention to my surroundings but when it was time to leave when it was time to go there I wanted to stay off my phone as much as possible last night was a situation that I had with an uber driver 
Uber is a great way to get from point A to point B. I'm glad that they now have safety push buttons that you can push if you're feeling unsafe and that you can share your rides with others. Please do that. I know you're grown. You want to beat your chest. I'm grown and I can do what I want to do. You can do all those things. Share your ride location with at least one person. One person should know where you are literally at all times. This is why... If you are traveling, please share your itinerary with someone so they know where you are. You know, share your, you know, plane information because somebody can look that up and make sure that you're safe, that you've landed. Even if you're in a situation where you cannot call back and say, I'm here, share that information with at least one person or more that you trust. Somebody else should have the name and the number of the hotel that you're staying at. Someone should have, you know, if you're in an Uber, you should share your status with them so they can watch your ride in case that ride starts to deter deteriorate from the plan. Somebody can watch that and then there's another place for them to call if you need help. Share your plane status, you know, share what plane you're going to be on. Uh, my best friends, they send me their information. I have a file that I keep that says they own a trips. That's what it's called. They own a trips. And so in this file, I have every itinerary that was shared with me. And it's not because I'm trying to hold on to it. It's just that if something were to happen, I could always revert and say, this is where she said she was going. This is the time she said that she would be there. This is the time that she checked in. This is the time that she left. It is a, again, a safety measure and a safety check. Be aware and be alert. So yeah, so I was in an Uber yesterday or this week, at some point this week. And the Uber driver, I get in, first of all, he came in immaculate time. So that means he was in the area. I was super glad because I was already tired and exhausted. So he was one minute away. I go right outside. He's right there. We meet at the same time. I have my mask on. I get in. I share my status with my husband. Send my husband a text. I'm in the, you know, I'm in the actual Uber. Uber takes off. He starts to ask me questions like, well, what are you doing? Where are you going? And I'm thinking, so I said to him, I said, well, the information is in the app. Well, where are you going there for? And I said, I'm not going to give you that information. So that should have been my first red flag. Second red flag, or at this point, wasn't even a red flag at this point. You know, all those red flags that's on internet. I had a thousand of those going on this week in Uber. So this was the only time this week that I took an Uber. The only time I take an Uber. And he says, if I would have known, oh, he says, um, that, um, this is quite far from your location. So he said to me, I don't know how true it is. Cause I don't ride Uber or drive it. I should say that they don't get to know the location of where the, the person that they're taking until after they hit the button and they've accepted the ride could be very well true. However, so he was just basically trying to say, had he known that I was going where I was going, he would have never accepted it because it was quote unquote, 11 miles away. So I'm looking at him and I'm like, okay, let me just sit back here. I'm texting my husband and I'm just telling him like this conversation, he's just doing the most. So then he's driving like a maniac. Let me tell you something. So my husband and I have been together forever and a day. I met him in 1999. My husband was a fast driver. He's one of the fastest drivers that I've ever been in a car with. And my dad drives pretty fast. That speaks volumes, right? So my husband who drives very fast also drives fast, but I've never seen him do like any movement that's like jerking the car. Like it's not unsafe. You don't feel like you got to, you know, clutch your pearls, got to grab your bat in the car to like hold on to something like you're not putting your hands on the seats and praying to God that you get to your destination. But that's how this driver was driving. So he was completely driving, completely erratic. 
So I'm, I'm, what I'm assuming is that once everything went down was that he was upset that my drive obviously was going to be taking a while. And so now um, he's driving fast and erratic. So then he tells me that, um, oh, um, as we get closer to, no, we get semi closer to my house. What would you say if I told you to get out the car? I said, I'm sorry, excuse me. Yeah, because this, I don't make any money being on, on this trip at all. And so he's like, so I just want to know what would you think about that? I said, let me tell you something. I don't know if you're trying this move and this little, because he was like, I don't make any money. You know, this is like 11 miles and it's not really worth it because by the time I do all of this, you know, this is a lot of gas and everything else. And I need to get my gas. And I saw that he was like semi like on E and I'm like, okay. You're on E. I understand that. I've been on E plenty of times. So the stress of being on E, you know, you just try to get to where you can get to get gas. Maybe he didn't have the money for the gas. So maybe he was hoping that I was going to give him a tip. And maybe this was his way of like trying to let me know how bad it is in these streets. But you cannot tell me. I knew where I was. Let's, let's be real. So I knew where I was. and I knew how far it was from my house. You cannot tell me that. Oh, well, what if I let you out of the um, car right now? So what I said to him, I said, listen, I don't know what games you're playing or if this is what you've tried with another female driver or dr uh, rider, but I'm here to tell you right now, my husband's already on alert. He can get here in a matter of seconds. If you leave me here, you better have a game plan because it's not going to be a pretty situation right now. Saying that could have caused my harm too. He could have been like, oh, really? Your husband can't get here. And you know, he could have done whatever. But at this point I was pretty confident because one, I was, I was really close to my house. And I could have honestly walked from where I was at, but I could not believe that this Uber driver would even say something like that. Like, sir, this is not my um, life for you. I didn't choose for you to drive an Uber, right? I never chose for you to drive this Uber. Nobody told you to do all that stuff. And no one is asking you to be uh, rude and inconsiderate. No one asked you for any of that. And you're not going to just try to threaten me, quote unquote, with leaving me out here on these streets. Like I'm out here alone and I don't have any, I'm not spoken for or Somebody can't come out here. And not only that, please don't test my husband's gangster. Like, please do not. Because my husband will come up out of here and it will be an actual problem. And I feel bad because I'm like, okay, what about women who don't have a husband that they can say my husband, blah, 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 or my boyfriend, whatever. Like the fact that this man was willing to make sure that because he was mad about his job and the job he chose. And he feels like he's not making any money. So, you know, I said, well, maybe this ain't the job for you. If you have a problem driving people to whatever location they have to be in, this obviously is not the job for you. Um, because it's not. If you are a, a driver and this is what you signed up for, then obviously you're not okay with that. Like you need to get something else. Because I am not okay and I do not like the fact that he was out here saying the things that he was saying, making me feel completely uncomfortable. So I was texting my husband the whole time. Um, like, Hey, cause my husband, when I come in from any event, um, especially if I'm getting dropped off, he comes right to the door and he opens that door and he's right there. So I said to him, listen, Hey, this driver is really erratic. He's really talking crazy. I really need you to be at that door this time. I need you to be on standby. Maybe have your sneakers near because I may need you to leave to come and get me. It's really bad. So when I pulled up, he was like, what happened? You know, what is going on? Like, so I'm telling him what happened and the driver is still sitting at my, like sitting in front of my car. Cause you know, it's not that I don't have a car. I didn't want to drive. 
he still parked like somewhat parked at my car. So my husband just sitting there watching him while I'm telling him the story. Eventually the driver um, drives off. Now I was luckily able to get a hold of Uber to let them know that this was completely unsatisfactory. They did refund me the trip. It wasn't even about the money. It was about the safety. Um, what they're telling me is that they're going to quote unquote reprimand him. Honestly, he needs to not be a driver. He honestly needs to not be a driver. Listen, it doesn't matter what you have at your frustration at your job, right? The worst thing you could do is tell a customer those things that are happening on the back end because that right there is not a good look for the company. You can't begin to tell me that, oh, you know, sometimes these drives are not. And it's not that he said sometimes. He specifically said that this particular drive was not worth it because of the drive and the distance and him, the gas and not getting paid enough. Listen, I don't know what Uber drivers get paid. And if they're not getting paid their share, I stand in all solidarity for them to get paid because they should be. But while I'm in the car and you're basically threatening to put me out on the side, it's definitely not the time to try to get me to feel sorry for you. It's not the time. I'm not giving you any tip. I didn't tip him. I gave him one star, which I could have given him none. Um, and then I filed the report with Uber, who then got back in contact with me with, okay, we're going to refund you. You don't have to respond back. This is what we're going to do. Um, and I appreciate that because some people have been here. I've been hearing some pretty horrific horror stories about one women in Uber cars where they've been um, raped or murdered and Uber and Lyft and all these other driving um, situations are non-responsive. They don't really, you know, care. They don't highlight it. They don't escalate the situation in any type of way. So I was grateful that they're doing that. But ladies, how many times have you got into an Uber car and somebody has threatened to put you out? Like maybe this is just isolated. Maybe I'm the person that's dealing with this and this is not a real thing. Whatever the case may be, ladies, we got to stay safe. Let's stay safe so we can get home. I check in with every last one of my girls when we are together and we separate. Checking in is essential. Hey, call me or text me when you get home. Even if you deviate from your plan, let's say you decide to meet up with your boo. I had one girlfriend. She was like, I'm going home. I'll text you when I get home. She immediately, when her plans changed, said, hey, I'm letting you know that I'm going to go meet my boyfriend and we're going to go have A, B, and, you know, not have, but go do whatever they were doing. She texted me then, and then she went the extra step and still texted me when she got home. She didn't have to do that second part because once I knew she was with the boyfriend, that boyfriend became the one that took over. But I was appreciative that she did that. Listen, we have to stick together, ladies. I do not want to see or hear another story about something happening to another one of us. You know, we have enough on our plate as it is being women. I, Our safety is absolutely paramount that we do whatever we can. So make sure that when you go into your hotels go on amazon or whomever retailer that you choose and get those emergency stoppers for the windows as well as that door you want to be secured i don't want to read about another woman being in a shower where somebody is violently trying to attack her or come into her room or whatever the case may be don't let your guard down to think for five seconds that these hotels are not in on stuff be alert, be aware. I was actually online when I was looking up the hotel for where I'm going next week. And I'll share that where I was next week. Um, and as I'm reading the hotel reviews, there were some that were saying that there were men basically going around knocking on people's doors and basically robbing them at this hotel. This was about maybe three hotels in the same 
mile. So I don't know if this was like a, a, you know, a ring where some people were just waiting for people to check in, then going in and then robbing them. So this was like several hotels within a matter of minutes from each other. And this was as early as September. Uh, good people, it's October. So that was less than a month ago. When I saw that, I said, well, absolutely not. Like you can have anything happen to you no matter what hotel you go to, but I'd be damned if I go to the one whose recent um, reviews that somebody was getting robbed in their hotel room. Um, and I think some of them said that, I don't think they had a key. I think one said they had a key and they were able to get into their room, which has to be the most, listen, I kid you not. I might have peed myself if I woke up in my room and saw somebody in my room who I did not invite into my room and they didn't have to struggle to get into my room. That's exactly why that little thing, that extra lock on that door is paramount. If I go into a hotel room and I'm staying by myself and I saw that a hotel room door didn't have that, I probably honestly would be able to leave. If I was able to find a different hotel, I probably would leave. Um, I'm not a fan of that. So that's why I say go on Amazon or whatever retailer and get those windows um, secured when you're away. They travel with you. You can put them in your purse um, and don't leave them. So let me just say this. In addition to that, because people be having access to your key. Uh, this would be the perfect time to lead into stop leaving valuables in your hotel room that are not locked and secured. I don't even trust those um, security, the uh, what's it, the vaults, the uh, which calls in the hotel room. I don't even have trust them. But do not leave your valuables in your room. Take them with you um, or don't bring them when you go. Like don't travel with them. Make sure that if you have your your door stopper or your window stopper, keep it with you. Because if somebody gained access to your room and they're checking through your things and they see those two things, they know that you're trying to secure yourself. So they're going to take them out of your your room and make sure that when they come back to your room, when you come back in, you're not knowing that they're missing, or you go to look for them and they're not there. You're going to second guess like, did I bring them? I know I packed them. What's going on? And then now they know that you're unsafe. So don't leave those type of mechanisms. They can fit. They're small enough to fit in your purse place them in your purse or your bag and keep them on you. So yes, go get you a window stopper, get you a door stopper, make sure that you travel and that you're not inebriated in any type of way or not as inebriated. Make sure you limit your alcohol when you travel alone. And when you travel with a friends or group of friends, make sure that there are somebody that is not as everybody cannot be drunk and coming back to the room because everybody, somebody has to be paying attention. And I know that sucks because when you go out and you have that one friend that always overdoes the drinking and then you always got to feel like you're the parent to that person, have a conversation. Like, listen, ladies, this is what's been going on. I know we're going to have a good time, but we have to really find a way to like do a little bit of that, come back. And then, you know, we can secure our doors and secure our rooms. And then we can get out here and just continue the party and have a great time and continue the, 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 the turn up. Like whatever you have to do. Remember to share your location with someone that you trust, not online. Do not check in at different places unless you're checking after you've left that place. I will check in after I've left the place. And I mean, when I walk out the door and I'm in my Uber or in my car, I may check in then. And a lot of times I actually check in when I get home because again, safety is paramount, especially if you don't want anyone to know that you're out of town. Because if you live alone and you're telling someone, hey, I'm checking in to Florida and I'm having the best time of my life and I'm here seeing Mickey Mouse and it's all good. And now your home is open for somebody to know that, hey, she's not home. I know where she lives. Let's go over there and let's figure out how we can destroy you know, her life. Another situation that I'm going to talk about is with Airbnb.
Now, this sounded like a very much of an inside job. Four women were in an Airbnb. They went out to go to brunch. By the time they came back, their keys and key files were taken, their social security cards, their driver's license, well, not necessarily their driver's license, but their credit cards, whatever they had left back at the hotel, they basically were robbed. Honestly, to God, this sounds like an inside job. Either the Uber person who owned the home um, gave the person or had access to it, or the Uber people who stayed there made a, an extra key and then were able to gain access into the home. And they're probably going to continue doing this until they get caught. Um, this is why I say stop leaving valuables. Even if I'm traveling and I know like I don't have my car with me and let's say my car is at, you know, in the airport. And so I have to have my keys with me. Take your keys with you. When you go out, stop leaving your keys because you feel like, oh, I'm not driving. The key can stay here. The key stays with you, ma'am. Keep the key with you. Uh, let's not leave uh, any credit cards. I know we want to leave credit cards like when you're at home. Like if I don't want to spend this. This is only for emergencies. You got an emergency with you when you leave. Take it with you. Stop leaving your credit cards and things in hotel rooms or in Airbnbs, especially Airbnbs that don't have codes because technically when they have codes, they should be changing the code after, after everybody leaves after every last stay, but we know people are raggedy, right? We know people are not doing that. They're not changing the codes. They're not changing locks, you know, and it's easy for people to do that. So again, these are just a couple of tips that I have implemented in my own personal life. I'm actually already ordered my door stops and window stops. That was the one thing that I didn't have um, before, but I always did the whole not checking in at places when I would go places, not being on my cell phone, being, being distracted as I'm going back or to and from a location, making sure that I'm aware of my surroundings. You have to be a little bit more alert. You have to be more on guard. Stop going out when you're out and about telling everybody your personal information. Um, especially like, okay, I can understand if you're at a conference, you might talk to someone at a conference, but when you're at a bar randomly and you're just talking to somebody at that bar, stop divulging all of your information. There is no reason to give every bit of information that you're traveling from out of town. Oh, you're single, you're married, you have kids, you're doing this, you're doing that. I'll be here for a week. I'm being here for a day. Those, those, you can't give those type of information no more. Life has gotten very strange. Life is real ghetto here on this earth. You cannot tell people those types of information. So be alert. This is not about fear. This is actually about being smart. We want to be smarter. We want to, um, we want to move smarter. We just want to do all of the things that are going to keep us here. That's going to keep us safe. And unfortunately we're in a situation where we even have to do it. But I, you know, I'd rather just err on, on safety than anything than to be out here not safe and then having anything that could possibly, possibly, possibly happen. So I hope that um, this episode resonated with you, that you're going to change the way that you move when it comes to travel, that you're going to find a way to travel smarter. There's so many gadgets that you can have. I saw where, now I wouldn't suggest this for everybody, but I saw there was something called an ungun. So it looks like a gun and it shoots something. I don't know what it shoots, but some women are carrying it for their protection. I have mixed feelings about that. Being a black woman, I don't want to have something that looks like a gun on me. And then I get stopped by the police who think that I have a gun. And then there goes that. Um, but the other flip of that is having something that you feel safe with. So I'm telling you right now, it's really, really crazy. Um, the way that we have to think and it just doesn't make any sense. And I want to take this time as we finish out this episode to give so much props 
a super congratulations to Tabitha Brown. I am an avid fan, I would say, of Tabitha Brown. I am vegan. For those who don't know, I've been vegan for three years, almost going on four. And I didn't know anything about Tabitha. So I was late to the Tabitha game. My One of my best friends put me on to her. And ever since then, I just find her to be extremely warm and refreshing. I love her country accent. It reminds me of my um, family that lived down south. Like she speaks just like them. So it's not foreign to me in, in the least bit. She took 23 years to get to the place that she's at now. And if you have not read her new book, Feeding the Soul, you are missing out. She is number, New York Times number one bestseller now. I love her and I love her book. I read her book in four days. It's a, a completely easy read. I'm going to give you a little bit of a pro tip. I read the chapters and then I went back and listened to her, you know, basically um, narrate her own book on Audible. This is not a plug, but this is just a little pro tip. If there's an author that you love and they've written a book, get the hard copy because I need to fill pages in my hand, right? I need to fill the pages in my hand. I'm old school that way. But also listen to the authors tell their story. There's something very personable that you get when you listen to your author, your favorite author, like pretty much narrating their own story. It's an amazing thing. I absolutely love it. So I read the book. I read the book and listened to the book in four days. So I was doing it not necessarily simultaneously, but I would read a few chapters and then I would go back and listen to those the same amount of chapters by Audible. It's something soothing, especially when like for Tabitha, her voice is extremely soothing. So congratulations to Tabitha Brown. Um, I did the same thing with Gabrielle Union. I'm not done with her book yet. I'm loving her book. Um, there's a lot of stories in her book that she kind of clarifies some of the things in the internet that people were talking about her. Listen, ladies, come on now. You know, we were all about why is she back or why is she with Dwayne Wade after he had that, uh, I won't call that baby a side baby, but I'll say the baby outside of their relationship. Why is she back with them? She talks about that. So you can listen to it on Audible and listen to it in her own words. You can read her book and listen to why and her reasonings and their love and their relationship. Um, Zaya, uh, Kavia, you can read about all of that. And not even just an addition of her talking about their relationship, because that's the one thing everybody's going to want to know. And especially how Kavia was born and her use of surrogate. You know, I think a lot of people, including myself, when I saw the picture of her, um, and I believe her and Dwayne Wade when Kavi was first born, I think they were doing like skin to skin and that, that was the shot that they went when they announced to the world that they were having Kavia. I think this was in November. Um, everybody was just like, well, why, why is she doing skin to skin? She, she acted like she had the baby. I think that one, when I heard people say that I was just kind of taken back, like what? I was taken back because I didn't know what was going on. Like, I, you know, sometimes these celebrities, I feel like we don't know what they're doing in real time because, you know, Instagram and, you know, other places are such an illusion. I was just like, oh, maybe she was pregnant. I honestly thought there was a possibility that she was already, you know, she had actually carried Kavya. I didn't even have an idea that, duh, like she might have gotten a surrogate because we knew of her struggles with her trying to have a baby. Um, but now that I know and I've heard the full story, I will say this, ladies, we have to do a better job because the way that folks was uh, really dragging Gabrielle Union for that shot and then to hear her story about her trying so many different times and having the miscarriages and 
you know, her not really having in the first, you know, trying to get joy about Kavya's arrival. And then Kavya gets here and she's still struggling with that because she didn't get to carry this baby. She didn't get to feel that baby in her body. You know, women go through a lot, especially when it comes to our reproduction. There are people who are not sure if they're even going to be able to have a child because they don't feel like they're in a stable relationship. They don't necessarily want to raise a baby on their own. And so as they get older, they're like, you know, what is going to happen? Am I going to have children or maybe I'm just not? And even just with that, like, again, we have to start mining our uteruses and we have to start showing a little bit more sympathy. I get that Gabrielle Union is a celebrity. So, you know, she signed up for this type of um, scrutiny, but still people are human. You know, they hear, they see the things that people are saying. They know the things that are going on. So we have to just be mindful that the comments that we make, especially towards another woman, I'm trying my very best because I am the side eye queen. I can side eye like no one's business. Stuff that don't be sounding right, don't always, it usually is not right. So when I hear it and I see things, I'll be like, mm-hmm, something ain't going right. Um, but even in that, I want to try to get into a better habit of trying to not be as judgmental, to allow people to do the things that matter to them and me to mind my business. Um, it's enough trying to take care of my family. <laughs> it's enough trying to take care of my mental health. It's enough trying to make sure that I'm getting my business together. Like I'm trying to stay in my lane. So I want to try to do a better job of showing more women support, especially when it comes to these real issues. Um, I was talking to my husband because I'm going to a conference next week. And I was saying how a lot of these conferences, you know, they are about women empowerment, but oftentimes it'd be a bunch of mean girls in those conferences, right? We're supposed to be there to uplift and they, people that don't even talk to you. I had a conference I went to where a woman sat, stood right next to me, never said one word to me, got back home and she's sending me messages all in my um, DM. I try to take it with a grain of salt because I know I've dealt with in the past and still deal with some type of social anxiety. But I also know that as a blogger, who also is an influencer, that influencer space can be very, very tricky where there are people who are in the same circles. We see each other all the time and not one person will say hi. I don't understand the concept. I don't understand the concept of you knowing that somebody is existing. You are close enough to say hello. And even with social anxiety, I still make sure that I don't come into direct contact with people without speaking. That is just something that you shouldn't do. It doesn't help that people are going to be looking, you know, like it doesn't help. And I've had people come and be bold, like say some really downright ignorant things to me at conferences, but to have someone stand next to you and not even speak. But then it's like, Hey, I just pray that whatever it was, that it was just social anxiety. I pray that that's all that it was. But being that there's a lot of mean girls in this social space with influencing, um, my spirit is saying that's not what it was, right? My spirit could be wrong. I pray that it is. But until that's confirmed, because it's been so consistent, like if somebody shows me that that's who they are and they're just like real standoffish and they just don't have nothing to say, but then on the, on the internet, they want to fake and funk. I'm going to accept that. I'm going to accept that that's who you are. And when I see you, I'm going to hide and buy you and I'm going to keep on going. Um, I'm one of the nicest people to really to be around and I'm not going to extend and overextend myself to anybody just because. So I just wanted to put that out there as we can open up more and the world opens up more and you're around other people. If you deal with social anxiety like I do, you may be a little bit clammy around people and people are going to misinterpret that the way that they are going to misinterpret that. But don't also be the type of person that maybe is not, that's not your struggle and you're just being mean spirited because you got to stop coming to these women empowerment um, 
meetings and conferences and then going back home and you ain't empowering nobody. So that's my five seconds um, for the weekend. I hope that you have a great weekend. Um, I plan to have a great weekend. This weekend is um, tomorrow is Sweetest Day. So National Sweetest Day, um, it's almost like a Valentine's Day, but a smaller key, a smaller scale of it. That is the anniversary of my husband and I getting engaged. He was supposed to be on today's episode, but he's not feeling well still. So I'm going to have him next week as a bonus. So I'm going to have a bonus episode next week. I'm letting you know that because this is the last episode of season uh, four. This is the last episode of season four. And then I'm going to have a bonus episode next week. I may take a week or two off. I will let you know. So stay tuned as I make that announcement about what weeks I'm taking off. And then I will be back with season five. I can't even believe we can say that season five of a podcast that's amazing and as you can see i've been making these season a lot longer we always do at least 20 episodes so we are at our 20th episode for season four next week is going to be a bonus episode with my husband um and yeah this has been going great so i hope that if you if this was your first time please subscribe hit that little subscribe button follow along make sure that you share it make sure that you review it let other people know about how you felt about the episodes if there's something you want to hear send me an email at t-o-i-t-i-m-e-b-l-o-g that is toy time blog at gmail.com send me an email we'll try to cover it we talk about mental health we talk about self-care we talk about you know getting ourselves into a better um way of life so we can matriculate and move and get all the things but while we're grabbing things while we're getting things we can also be our best selves have an amazing amazing week next week is pretty busy as i'm preparing for my conference and traveling for the first time at a conference um i would say this is my first time at a travel conference i went to um, a couple of them here in philadelphia but now this is the first time i'm traveling out for a conference so i am excited but best believe i'm waiting on amazon to drop my box off as we speak because i need all of my things to keep me completely safe let's try to keep each other safe share this episode with people that travel share this episode with women who travel share this episode with men that travel just just share this episode we want people to be as safe as they possibly can i don't want anyone to feel insecure when they're traveling that's one of my worst feelings as you know, you're feeling insecure, you're not feeling like, you know, you're getting things done, or you're feeling like you're traveling and you feel scared or nervous. I don't like that. I don't like that feeling at all. And when that feeling comes, I try to say, is this my anxiety that's increasing? Or is this something that's trying to alert me that I need to be aware? When I feel like that, I always say, Lord, if you're revealing something that I need to be aware, just like I had a feeling before I got into that Uber, should have paid attention and just canceled him altogether and then went and found somebody else. Um, I bet not ever see that man on uber or lyft or anybody's um which call because i will cancel his ride automatically so have yourself a great weekend remember to enjoy your favorite beverage today remember for me it's going to be red wine because i earned it uh pay attention to the blog we have been blogging now eight days straight uh the blog is toy time t-o-i-t-i-m-e dot org i will place that in the show notes be safe i'm going to also place the um the link if you're looking for the door stopper and the window secure that i was talking about i'm gonna place it on the link i'm gonna put it right in my amazon store and place in the link for you so you all can go ahead and grab it because you're going to be like what is she talking about hit the link right in the show notes because i'm like i got you because i want us to all stay safe have a great week have a great weekend rest rejuvenate do something for yourself that's going to build you up that you love 
and do all the great things. I'm sending all the good vibes to you until we meet again and we come back together next Friday with Conversations with Toy. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.